You're listening to the Unconventional Creative Podcast, where we celebrate living life outside the lines and forging your own path to happiness. We are the dreamers, doers, and trailblazers of the world. I'm your host, Brooke Taylor, creative biz entrepreneur, world wanderer, nostalgia enthusiast, and aspiring author. And here's the show. We're back with another episode of the Unconventional Creative. Everybody, please welcome Erica Hagen to the podcast. Hello. Hello. What's going on? How are you today? Good. It's starting to feel like spring here. I'm super excited about that. Yes, I agree. So actually it snowed here this morning, so I'm not on the same train, but I'm ready for it. Our weather actually says 100% chance of snow tomorrow. So just trying to take the moments this weekend. Great. Um, Let's get digging in here. Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Erica Hagen. Um, my business is Erica Lee and I dabble in a bunch of things from design to photography and always exploring new creative mediums um, and share a lot of my travels and just life as a whole on social and with all the different clients that I work with. How did you get started? Like, tell us a little bit about your creative journey. Oh, my creative journey. I feel like that's a tricky one for me to define. It feels so intertwined with life as a whole. I'd say from the very beginning, I was frequently handed markers, crayons, paintbrush, you name it. Um, Both my mom and her mom were artists. So they were always making paper mache pinatas or we were DIYing costumes. (laughs) In high school, we went from taking photos of friends that was photography was a medium I gravitated towards liking the digital instantaneousness of it Um, so I started taking photos of friends and then gradually transitioning into charging as it became friends of friends Um, but then it became time to choose a degree for college and the dreaded, dreaded yeah. choosing of the degree. Yeah, I didn't want to lose the enjoyment I got out of photography and feeling like that being a hobby was sacred. Um, I ended up getting my bachelor's in graphic design, thinking that was a more sound career choice. It would allow my hobby to still be something I did for pleasure and felt more realistic or sound as a job, like the responsible career choice. And I think through college, my perspective really was, who am I to think I could make a living as a photographer or that I could, I think that making it as an entrepreneur and especially an artist um, felt too bold to think that that was the career choice, you know, just entering college. But after graduating, I worked as an in-house designer. I worked for a large marketing agency. Uh, I was shooting some portraits on the side and occasionally doing freelance design work for friends and kind of people in my network. Um, But I really liked the idea of doing something entrepreneurial in the future, uh, but I didn't feel ready to strike out on my own. It was really after the upheaval of the pandemic and how that changed all of our lives that I really started to embrace the idea that what was limiting me from being able to make it as an entrepreneur was the mindset 
I'm not ready to make it as an entrepreneur. Um, what I needed was to give myself that permission to try and to not get it right the first time and to not be impressive of how I started my business and to really just get to doing it. Okay. So tell us about starting it. Like where you, did you quit your job? Did you leave corporate? How did this happen? Yeah. So spring 2020, I gave notice at my job. I had six months of travel abroad planned. I was doing a photography program in South Africa and three months volunteering in Greece with the Marine Conservation. And I gave two weeks, walked out of the meeting with my boss and all my coworkers were crowded around the TV. They had just announced that Maryland was closing schools that day. That was like the day that everything got closed for the pandemic. And I packed up my desk that day, not knowing if we were coming back, which was good because we never went back. Um, And at that point, you know, I still thought travel will be postponed. Um, My company welcomed me to come back when things weren't looking so good. And I, you know, my heart wasn't in the nine to five that I had that travel itch. Um, I wanted something more out of my work. I needed more fulfillment. Uh, my mom and I started sewing masks that summer. We were getting a lot of requests for them and she has a textile business. She's also a crafter. So that was a good fit. And I got to stretch myself as, you know, in terms of being a photographer, marketing skill sets, doing the production, all of the things. Um, so we sold face masks for the summer knowing that wasn't going to be a long-term business. It was just until the supply chain caught up. And at the end of the year, I was like, if ever I were to buy a van, convert it and go traveling, now is the time. I don't have a job. I don't have a place to live because I was supposed to be traveling. And I was single at the time. So I bought a van and converted it. And that time on the road, really helped me go from, I shoot portraits occasionally, but I need a different job to I'm connecting with design clients that are the people that I want to be working with. And my skill set is at a point that I can take the risk. I can make what I need to, to make ends meet. Um, So it was really just a year of giving myself permission to dive in without having so much planning, so much preparation, really having it all figured out beforehand. I think so many of us get stuck in that constant like wheel of being worried about what's next and planning everything meticulously and just worrying about if we're going to make it when our mind needs to be like, I'm going to make it Mm -hmm. either way. We're going to do this. Definitely. And that's kind of what you did like in the van. You were like, I'm, I have to make this work. Yep. That's I, so cool. You know, I definitely have those perfectionistic tendencies. And I think so many creatives do of, you know, creativity is such a vulnerable act and not wanting to put our work out there. If we don't feel like it is the best that it could ever possibly be. Um, and so I think that makes starting really hard for a lot of creatives. I like to tell people to embrace the suck because you're just, you're going to be cringy and bad. 
Yeah. And I look at the work that I first did as a self-taught designer. Oh, it's bad. You know what I mean? (laughs) We have to get past that. And even still, I'll send off work like this morning, sent off something to a new designer that I'm working with, um, giving them some support with ours. It was our first project working together and I sent it off and I was still got that yucky feeling of, oh, I don't know. What if they get this? And and they're like, whoa, absolutely not. Um, But like you said, just really trying to embrace the suck of this is part of it. And the more I do it, the less it happens. Agreed. Can you tell us about your time in the van and what that looked like for you? Yeah, I would say it was a lot of figuring it out on the fly that um, ahead of time, I knew that I was going to be gone for about six months. I had saved a handful of pins of you know, I'd roughly like to go to these national parks or I have friends and family in these states. Seasonally, I would like to hit them at this time, but I didn't make a schedule of have to be at this location at this time. And I didn't have very conceived like notions on how many hours a week I would be working versus driving versus being in the place. And a lot of that came back to my focus on listening to myself and focusing on the being of where I was instead of planning out all of the doing and getting caught up in the to-do list instead of what do I actually want out of today? Do I need to be hiking? Do I need connection time, even if it's with clients, of talking to them about a project we're working on? Um, So really being in the van was me letting go of planning, letting go of having it all figured out and assessing every day or every hour, do I want to explore a new place? Do I just need to sit here and have an embroidery hoop in my hand? And, you know, there's a degree of figuring out where you're sleeping that night, Um, but almost taking those challenges as a day by day Do I need to find water fill up? What kind of place do I want to camp at tonight? How much ground am I going to cover? Um, Was a really good perspective shift that I needed and put the focus on, I'm able to figure this out day by day. It's going to work out. I'll get there instead of feeling like I needed a plan and I needed to know the answer in order to move forward. That was the big shift that came out of living nomadically. And how I did it is not, it was definitely a trip for me. It was six months. If I were living in the van full-time still, um, I would have more work hours. I would have more time that I was spending in cities and break my week up on work days and non-work days. But for the chapter in my life that I did it, um, it was really just based around what I needed out of that. Awesome. So I know your business is pretty multifaceted. Uh, You do like quite a few things. How do you balance those things or prioritize what needs to be done? That kind of thing. Yeah, that's definitely something I think about a lot. 
And for me, it evokes the feeling often that I'm not doing anything or am I making progress? Am I doing it as a photographer or as a designer or selling prints? Um, feeling maybe like I'm making a millimeter of progress in a million directions. Um, so things both feel chaotic and busy and that progress is lacking, which can be exhausting. Um, so I think it has been huge to give myself permission to feel scattered, to have my day, sometimes work on projects A through C and sometimes not. Um, that some days just get caught up on one project and not to be too controlling. Um, I think my tendency is so detail-oriented already that I really need to focus my energy on things are okay, even if I'm doing a little bit of these things and it's not as thought out maybe, or not as regimented how I need to be dividing my time and to more like take things as they come up of what emails do I have, you know, what um, things are taking off at the moment. Awesome. I think multi-passionate people really struggle with this part. We all want to do so many things um, and narrowing them down isn't really an option for us. We would get bored or we would burn out on this one thing. And I think having multiple things allows us to be our, like truly our creative selves in the most well-rounded way. Um, yeah. How do you stay inspired? How do you keep those ideas flowing in? Yeah. I think, you know, staying inspired, I almost, I think I need to take a break from creative things. Um, having an entrepreneur mindset and the creative desire to get into so many different mediums or fields. Um, I think it's hard to do something creative and not look at it of how do I monetize this? How do I, you know, I picked up embroidery as a hobby, something to do that was totally different from the digital work I was doing for clients. And I start, you know, trying my hand at it and my mind already goes to, you know, who is this desirable for? Like, who would want this? Um, and I feel like that is the break I need to give myself. So often that creative rejuvenation comes from going out on a hike or doing something that is totally away from like crafty supplies um, because they often do suck me back into that. Well, how can I use this watercolor painting for client work? You know, it's um, for me, yeah, it's that total break from creative things, whether it's time with friends or movement outside uh, that allows my brain to be ready to go back into that creative state. Awesome. I think, yeah, that definitely hits the nail on the head there. Like sometimes mon monetization of our passions is so ingrained into us when sometimes it just needs to be like, I'm just doing this because I enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. 
what's next for you on the grand scheme of Erica Lee <laughs> business? Yeah. Um, I don't have a clear picture of this myself. I've always tended to be a planner, like I said. So yeah. more often, you know, living a year in the future than the present. And that like is not a fun way to be. There are definitely benefits of having things so well planned out, but I came to the realization that it was taking so much of the joy out of the things that I was currently doing. And even the things I was excited that I was planning. Um, because when I got to those things that I was excited about, I was already planning the next thing. Um, you know, having really broken things down day by day this last year has been so much better for so much better for my body, mind, soul. Um, since I just rescued a puppy and his primary factor in our short-term schedule and travel plans. Um, right now I'm really seeking that balance, uh, and variety of quantity of work hours. And, you know, like you said, the multifaceted element of what are all of the things that I'm going to get into from a business standpoint this year. Um, you know, really finding a place where I'm not hustling, that I am not grinding this year, um, but really focusing on enjoying those different crafts that I am involved in um, and seeing which of those I'm gravitating towards the strongest and connecting with clients on the deepest level. So yeah, it's really a year of finding that balance in work and play and continuing to engage with clients from a design and photography and potentially selling prints um, touch point and seeing where each of those takes. I have seen your prints. They're beautiful. You should Thank most you. definitely be <laughs> selling your wares out in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us about someone who influenced you on this journey or like someone inspiring to you? It can be anyone. Um, I feel like there's so many, you know, just <laughs> different points of your life. Um, I would say this like recent, um, biggest influence I've had was finding community that I didn't know I needed. You know, I've always had great friends and super supportive family, um, and I didn't realize that wasn't enough, that I needed other outdoorsy, creative women to talk to and get inspired by. So I would say two online communities that I just found really deep friendships through um, were both the She Explores and Just a Wild Thought um, were two places that I just started finding other creatives that inspired me with their own acts, you know, in the outdoors, whether they're designers, photographers, writers, um, were definitely, you know, had this awakening moment for me that I didn't know how much I needed community. I, do you have any good tips of finding that community or those people, those creatives that you vibe with? I think so many creatives struggle with this. We feel isolated in our passions 
when in reality, there are so many people out there who enjoy the same stuff you do or enjoy traveling and doing multi-passionate things. How do we find these people online? Or I know me and you met on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we found each other. But do you have any tips for finding those people? It is definitely hard. Um, I was not finding that on Instagram in large part. Um, I think it is so easy on social media to kind of get stuck in the network that we're already in and getting fed similar accounts. Um, For me, actually, how I found it was I happened upon a book in a store and it was the She Explores book. Um, So that I don't know is how, like how common or how reproducible that is. Um, But finding that she explores community was broad enough, a large enough community that I was able to find smaller niches within it. Um, So I don't know, for me going to a bookstore, that was like, (laughs) did it for me in terms of finding other networks. And then once I got uh, started the ball, like rolling online, connecting with those types of accounts, um, it really opened up the floodgates in terms of the community that I found. Awesome. For those of you listening that don't know, She Explores is another podcast and then they have a book and they have a Facebook community and all kinds of stuff. So if you're a creative in the outdoor space, that is definitely a place to check out. Um, Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where can listeners connect with you online if they are interested in your work or just connecting? Yeah. So best place is ericalee.com. So that's E-R-I-K-A-L-E-I-G-H. Um, and all other social links are provided there. So I would say, you know, Instagram and stuff like that, that that is the best place to find me. Um, and my dog's social handles are on there too. So yes, whoever you want to Always follow. the dog social handles, please. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on today. This was a great combo. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It feels so honored. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review if you're loving these episodes. Your reviews help more people find the unconventional creative and build our community. Until next time, creatives, keep living outside the lines.